For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Brawl Network and Eagles Brawl podcast. You love the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me get a hell yeah. This is the Kelly Green Show. We're a bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. Today, I've got a special guest to discuss the team that we love and are frustrated by ahead of free agency. He's the host of the Eagles Forever Mob podcast, BG, also known on Twitter as at no one like D. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me, Kels. I appreciate it. I'm having a blast talking to you already off the air, so we're going to get right into everything. Let's Before go. Before we talk about the free agents, we had some exciting news just pop up about BG, the other BG, <laughs> talking about his one-year extension with the Eagle. So that certainly seems to guarantee he will be an Eagle for life. Such fun news to hear on the start of free agency when that was a uncertainty at the end of the year. You know what? I, I'm happy about that. I, I'll be the first to admit when he got drafted, you know, that was the Earl Thomas draft. Um, I didn't really want him, but I eat my words, especially my screensaver on my my, my uh, iPad is him sacking Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So, yes, I'm happy to have him. God bless that man. And I'm happy he's an eagle for life. Yeah, I'm with you. So let's talk about some current issues that this front office is going to be facing. We've seen some moves and deals already going down around the league. Slow start for the Eagles on day one of the tampering uh, process. So what are these broke birds going to do? Is the free agency market even a viable one for us to be competitive in at this point? And if the Eagles do address any positions in this free agency period, which ones would you like to see them go after as far as positions are concerned ahead of the draft? Unfortunately, because of, you know, with the the, the salary cap being lowered, I don't think, and we've seen a lot of restructures when it comes to a lot of players just to fit in a lot of releases as well. Um, just me personally, I don't think we can make a big splash. And to me, like this free agency period has not been as big as past free agency periods. Um, as we saw the Patriots today have wow. been were going in. And to be honest with you, you didn't really see them make a big splash. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a couple of, unfortunately, I don't want to say it to discredit anybody, but subpart names as as it pertains to years past. But um, I just think we just need to go with the flow and what's available. Um, two petitions I think that need to be addressed, and I think a lot of people – they need to be addressed linebackers um i did see that and I'll, I'll just put two names out there um i did like uh i think he's in new orleans um 
Quan Alexander. I'm not sure what the Saints are doing with him right now. He's inside linebacker. I think he was just. I think he was just released because they had to get under cap. So he might yeah. be a cap casualty to them and a beneficial player to come in to another team. Yeah, so and I that's think, definitely I, a name to pick up. I think pick that up. I think we're a lot of teams restructuring as far as well as the cap being lowered. It's not giving teams a lot of money to deal with, so it's not a scramble to buy a lot of people. And then I think it also kind of shows players that a lot of teams aren't going to spend as much money in, 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 as they would in past years for you. So I think Kuala Alexander would be a good fit. And uh, just a sneak of me being cheap, this linebacker, he was a top draft pick. I'm pretty sure a lot of Eagles fans wanted him when he got drafted in 20, what, 16, 2017, and drafted by San Francisco, didn't pan out, got hurt with the Skins or the Washington football team. Ruben Foster, you can find him cheap. You know what I mean? We saw the caliber player he was at Alabama. Um, hopefully, with all the energy uh, injuries he's, he's, he's had, he's done nothing but rehab. So it, it might be something to, go, something to do, something to think about. That is one name that has not really come across my radar, but he was definitely somebody that I wanted in the 2017 draft because it was in Philly, mm-hmm. and we were all waiting on that pick, and yes. we definitely thought that he was going to be the guy, but we haven't ever drafted high linebackers, so who knows? Maybe he is going to get his third lucky charm chance yeah. somewhere, and maybe that could be in Philadelphia. Who yeah, knows? hopefully. Um, and then one more position, um, running back. I think that uh, I know a lot of people have a lot to say about the running back position, but I have in on my podcast, I've explained that when we won the Super Bowl, we won the Super Bowl by running the ball. And it was different styles, whether you were catching the ball in the backfield with Corey Clement or you were just the bruiser with Jay Ajayi and, uh, and um, Garrett Blunt. I think another name that might make sense and knowing that Frank Reich ran the ball in Indianapolis with, and Nick Sirianni being a, a, a product of his coaching, um, Jamal Williams just got released by the Green Bay Packers today. So that's a, that's a name I think we should look into. Um, I haven't done too much research on the running back class. Cause I mean, as far, I mean, as far as free agency, but um, we'll touch more on drafting later on, but um, yeah, Jamal Williams would probably be a, a free agent pick that I would think about doing as far as a position is concerned. Yeah, that's a smart, smart pick. I think he'll be, uh, he would be a nice tandem for Sanders because we really don't have a running back behind Sanders at this point. We have Boston Scott and he's not really a power back type of player that we need to address that position, um, in my opinion. And so I'm totally on board with that kind of move. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think that we're going to go after a backup quarterback in free agency. I don't know if it mm-hmm. happens before the draft or after the draft, but I definitely see them um, potentially getting somebody in here behind uh, Jalen Hurts to kind of help him along his way mm-hmm. without, you know, Carson Wentz being here. We really only have one quarterback in the room at this point. Right. So definitely need to address that at some point, whether it's before or after the draft remains to be seen. So could be interesting. Um, given our cap situation is pretty tight this off season, like a lot of teams, what strategy to building the roster do you believe would make the most sense and be the most successful? Uh, unfortunately, because we haven't had as much money in past years, I think that we have to go heavy in the draft. Um, I think we got nine picks. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
10. 10. Okay, 10. I think that this right here, and again, I've said this on Twitter. I've said this on my podcast. I'm not the biggest Howie Roseman fan, but we got to do, we have to do what what we got to do, and we got to play with what we have. And I think this has to be his most important draft because you don't have the funds to go out and go pay to play. So I think what a bunch of rookie contracts would be more beneficial. You have to draft smart. You have to draft with a lot of depth. And I think we have a lot of holes to fill a lot. Like I think one Debbie Downer was Jalen Mills signing with the Patriots today because we didn't know we had a safety, especially with Rodney McLeod. You don't know when he's coming back. You know, this Kayvon Wallace ready, you know, Rudy Ford got signed today. Uh, It's we have so many holes, Kelly. Yeah, I've never remembered the team needing so many starters in an offseason where we couldn't address it in free agency like we would typically do it. So, yeah, I mean, every single day getting closer and closer to April, getting closer to the draft, Mm -hmm. it's like it's clear that the team is, you know, getting towards building through the draft. And like many fans, I'm a little skeptical of who is going to be making those calls, but – um, we really don't have a choice right now. So we're kind of waiting to see how things develop, um, as we approach free agency fully yeah. and, um, you know, the draft coming up in April. I'm, I'm excited for the draft because in years past, when we've had a top 10 pick, we've pr- done pretty well. And yeah. I'm a firm believer in how he drafts best when his back's against the wall. Um, I think when he gets complacent and just gets comfortable, I think he decides to make decisions based off his heart and not trust his draft board. And and this isn't a shot just to just just shit on Howie on your podcast. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I I, I just want. No, a lot of fans feel that way. Yeah. And it's like, for me, I'm like, you, this is the time to show that you are have been retained by Jeffrey Lurie for a reason. Doug's gone. Definitely. Um, a lot of his – Jim Swartz is gone. Carson's gone. Now There's no more excuses exactly, anymore. Exactly. So that's, that's why I said earlier, this is your most important draft because you have to show – because you have to new – you have a new coach now. You have to mm-hmm. show that you can draft and you're worthy of keeping this job because, in my opinion, if – Shit don't go right this year. You got to go. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people think he should already be gone. But I'm 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 number one. The owner is giving him some grace, so we'll see how things go. And maybe he can turn things around, change some opinions, change some minds, and uh, prove that he can do some drafting. Maybe just – I'm just begging him to delegate that positional Mm -hmm. situation to another person in the organization. Exactly. Draft. For me, as whoever is the draft evaluator, please just take this one thing off my plate. I'm okay with him in most aspects of being a GM. And a lot of people around the league are like, he seems like he's a decent GM. He's hungry. He wants to go after these free agents. He does this and that and that. And people will defend him. But it's like, okay, build, develop, prove that the young core can be built in Philadelphia exactly. and we're not just constantly paying for these guys to come in. Exactly. And if not, you know, me and Kelly are available. Yeah, we'll do yeah, it. We'll I mean, it. for free sometimes. Right. I feel like I do it for free right there now. You go. 
I mean, he's probably looking at my Twitter and just like going off what I say. By the way, I saw I saw your 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 my fight. Yeah, yeah. We we'll we'll talk about it a little okay, later. Got okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> of all the Eagles free agents, are there any players you'd like to see re-signed, or do you think there's anybody we're going to regret not re-signing? Uh so I had actually kind of could... talked about Mills and Rudy a little bit ago, so yeah, I'm not I... sure if. I just I you're look, worried about them walking. Yeah, I just look at so I look at two things when it comes to re-sign. I look at depth. I look at I'm sorry, three things. I look at depth. I look at um, age, and I look at what the market is going. What's going on in the market? And I'm just looking like right now because, like I said, we have so many holes. Like you said uh, earlier, we're looking for a backup quarterback. We only have one quarterback in the room. God knows. What's going on in the running back room? You know, our offensive line and our defensive line are eight have our age, like Fletch is 30, BG's over 30. You know, there's the report that Malik's going to be gone soon. Um, what else? Kelsey's over 30, Lane and Brandon. You know what I mean? You just look at different aspects. But if I had to choose um, based off what I saw last year, um, you don't know what's going on with Ertz right now. And Richard Rogers right. would be one I would just keep. Um, he's still, I think, 27, 28 years old, so he's fairly young. Um, not bringing him in as a starter, just as depth, um, yeah. just to have. Um, Duke Riley's another name, um, just simply because we don't put stock and put too much money into the linebacker position, and I maybe need to go back and look at what the draft class looks like as far as linebackers outside of Michael Parsons. Um that's another name I could throw out there as far as And he's important to the special teams. Exactly. I mean, you have to you have to put money in special teams or we're gonna be trash. Exactly. Like you need to put money into the special you, teams. You, you we have can't to possibly get good field position. All that stuff matters in the scheme of things. I don't think we've had that dog in special teams since uh Brian Bremen. You know, yeah. at, at linebacker. Hard hitter. Yes, exactly. Him and Chris Marigolds were key integral parts in special teams under Dave Fipp. So I think that that's the name. And then, of course, I'll say this. I've said it on Twitter. Who's been the best? Who was the best player last year on the Eagles team? Cam Johnston. Resigned the man. The punter. No good. Yeah. Well, bring him back. Why not? I was sad when I saw so that. was I. Keep him. I was like, come on. He's the best player on exactly. the team. He got a lot of practice last yes. year. He'll be better this yeah. year. Come on, give him give him the money. Why not? How much does a punter cost anyway? Shoot, I, Come hey, on. I'm gonna tell you, I play football, I play basketball, but uh, punting is not my thing. It's not as easy as it looks no. at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't look easy. Some people just try to do like the kicks at those like women's clinics for the <laughs> um, Eagles, and I'll see them do the kick, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's hard. Maybe it's really hard. Maybe I should be nicer to Jake Elliott. <laughs> actually, I will say this. I could talk to Jake because I actually went to the men's clinic when they had it, and I made two two thirty yarders. Yes. yes. Okay. You can yes. talk shit to Jake yes. Elliott if you want to. There you go. I would probably not do so well, but I'm still going to talk. Just stand behind me and I'll talk. This is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do. Okay. So, I mean, we've heard a little bit about this over different reports, but it seems like Jeffrey Lurie wants the Eagles to um, build around Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. As a fan, does the fact that he seems to be meddling in front office decisions concern you at all? No. As long as I've been an Eagles, let me ask you this. How long have you been an Eagles fan? 
Oh my god. Do you want me to tell you how old I am? I'm, I, I know I'm older, <laughs> but when, I never asked a woman her age. 30 years. Okay. So since Jeffrey Lurie took over the team, let me ask you this. And I've asked everybody this because this question has been presented to me before. Yeah. When was the when was the last time you actually see when, when are the only times you see Lurie involved? When he's very concerned. Exactly. Or when like like Chip Kelly, like get out of exactly. here. Exactly. Like, so quick. you will honestly say Decisions. you can count on one hand, let's say one, maybe two at the most considering night now. So I don't have a problem with it because it goes to show me we 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 are just getting or we're still trying to get out of a pandemic. And some owners gained a little bit of money because they allowed fans in the in the stadiums. Um, but Jeffrey Lurie is one of the owners that did not get any get any money. You know, he he got no money from the fans, no fans in the seats, no parking, none of that. So not only did he had to suffer as far as attendance was concerned, he had to suffer. He had to think about when he got, though I guess the, the following years, are people going to still come and watch the Eagles play? Yes, we are as loyal fans, but I think that if let's just say for the Carson people don't like Carson, if let's just say this whole regime from last year carried over into 2021, people would would not be showing up. Yeah, so, no, yeah, so right. I think it's I think it's I think it's about money for one. I think he has pride in his team, so I don't worry about it. He doesn't meddle like a Jerry Jones or a Daniel Snyder. He's not a pest. So yeah, so there was like this big reaction to it. Obviously, I didn't love to hear that kind of thing, but it's almost like, well, I did support what he was. Yeah, thinking I, I, I'm, I'm in his argument. I say, put, I say, put yourself in his shoes. You got your homeboy working for you. And he's not doing a good job. It's nothing personal, but when you start messing with my money and how I take care of my family, what do you do? You got to get rid of them or you have to flex a little bit of muscle. He's not there any other time. Was he? Did you see him heavy in the Super Bowl year in 2017? No. Did you see him too much in 2018 when he came off the Super Bowl year? No. You didn't. So I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, you're right. I don't have a problem with it at all. All right, we have to talk about the um, elephant in the room when it comes to this Eagles roster. Zach Ertz, uh, they haven't released him yet. It seems like, according to the NFL, that they don't plan to release him. And that might be them trying to flex their muscle mm-hmm. a little bit, say, get give us your best offer. But would you be surprised if the Eagles didn't trade him? No. Because I think they're not going to release him. I think they're going to try to get value for him. They're going to try to get value for him in the sense of they know that they have to build through the draft. Or they know that they uh, a trade with a player might be more beneficial to the team because of the cap issues. So I think it's only wiser. That's what I would do. I, I'm, I can't speak for you, but I think you would probably do the same thing. Um, so you, you think it wouldn't be a total shock if Zacherts suited up for the Eagles? No, next not at year. all. I mean, it'd be it. Honestly, think yeah. about it. If you you got it's you look at it. They made it work with BG, and that seemed like it was unlikely. That's true. I'm sorry, Kelly. I just saw something on Twitter that I did not like. It the only free agent that I wanted so far, Corey Davis. Yes, Corey Davis. Yes. <laughs> sorry. I was holding on I'm that sorry. one. I was like, oh, that's a that's a punch that's in the, the gut. That's the one I wanted. I wanted a, Wide receiver, yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes back to Zach Ertz, I think it's beneficial either way. Either you get value for him, uh, the value that you want for him, 
Or you still have two tight ends in Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz with a young quarterback. And what's the quarterback's best friend? A tight end. So, you, I mean, you just, it's pretty much it's rocket. It's not rocket science. Um, yeah, and I, I've said this on Twitter before. Um, his availability every year has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Ertz plays through some crazy injuries over the course of his time in Philly. Um, he had the lacerated kidney against the mm-hmm. Seahawks in that playoff game. Uh, he had a very serious ankle injury this year, so he was out a few games this year, but he still managed to come back and play for the end of the season, even though it was kind of right. for nothing. But he's that kind of guy. He wants to play. He wants to be available to his quarterback, to his team. Um I personally would be shocked if he is here, but I would be excited if they made it work right. um, somehow. Uh, it doesn't seem likely. I think that they'll probably take the best offer that becomes available over the next couple mm-hmm. of days. Um, but we'll see. You know, anything is possible during free agency. Right. So right? let me ask you this question real quick. Based on that, you said that uh, you would be surprised if he's – you would be shocked if he's in the Eagles uniform. <sighs> How would you feel though? Like seriously, how would you? Oh, I would be so okay. happy if he was in the. Yeah, I would love it. I would be so happy. Okay. Um, it just seemed so unlikely after that press conference where he was tearing up yeah. and everything that, like, in my mind, I've like put it to rest. It's like not going to happen, and I'm not going to get like heartbroken right. over it. But, but you- um, there's this like little chance that it could potentially happen now, like the sliver of like light that like, oh, they could work something out. Maybe we figured it out with BG. We could figure it out yeah. with him if we really wanted him to be here for the long term, be an eagle for life. I mean, Zach Ertz is the type of guy you'd want to be on your team for his whole career. Yeah. So make make it work somehow. If yeah, I just uh, I, I'm ho- I'm Wouldn't hoping if they trade him because I I felt as though they got. And I'm pretty sure you've heard this and probably shared your opinion. The value they got for Carson wasn't exactly what we wanted. So, no. Do you think they should settle for, for just settle for any any offer that's given to them, or do you think they should just okay if we don't get what we want to get, let's just let them rock out with the Eagles? I think there's this power play that the Eagles have been pushing for right mm-hmm. now, like we want this for Carson Wentz and they didn't get it, Mm -hmm. you know, and now they want this for Zach Ertz. At some point you had to prove that you're going to call the bluff, you know? So like, this is the time where I would be so happy that they say, you know what, we're going to pay him the 8 million next year. He's going to be here for one more season and maybe we'll make that contract work for long-term. And then people are going to question, Oh, well, maybe we should give him a third round pick if we really want him because let's face it. The free agency market isn't filled with tight exactly. end options. And this draft isn't super strong in tight ends. So if you're going to keep pushing, oh, we're, we're keeping him, and you're calling that bluff, you might just come out the other end with a third-round pick for That's Zach true. Hurts. I, I, my fear is just, you know, like you said earlier, how we letting certain people draft. And if a third-round pick is available – or offered for him who's drafting. Cause I'll take it if he's not drafting. No, I, I know yeah. I'm with you. I'm with <laughs> you. <laughs> so on to some next year views and visions of this team. Um, 
there was a very small list of guys who were pro bowlers last year, pretty slim list, uh, Fletcher Cox, BG, mm-hmm. and Kelsey. Any project- predictions on younger players who will make the pro bowl next uh, year? So the obvious pick for most folks would probably be Jalen Hurts, but I know within the NFC that it's very quarterback heavy with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. So I didn't even factor that in. I think one person, if he can stay healthy, could probably do it, knowing that a lot of tight ends in the NFC, it's not a lot of big tight ends, Dallas Goddard. Um, I think mm-hmm. he, if if healthy with this new system, you know, he might flourish into a Pro Bowl tight end. Uh, another name um, that I want, this is just my personal pick, Jordan Mailata. Um, and I okay. say that because I think that the left tackle and right tackle picks when it comes to Pro Bowl is a lot of favoritism and no names. But I think that from what we saw last year, you know, uh, I think he can do he can do well. And I think because Nick Sirianni's a, uh, 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 been up under Frank Wright, we're going to run the ball. And if we run the ball, we saw what he did with the rugby. So I mean, yeah. I think I think those are two big play, two big names that I think at, when it comes to youth that can probably make the Pro Bowl, if not honorable mention. I like, it. I like it. All right, so these are my two: Derek okay. Barnett. He's my shocker. I think he's going to have a breakout year next year. What we saw with Brandon Graham was very much on the trajectory of what we're seeing with Derek Barnett. In my opinion, I'm not saying he's like right. BG, but I'm saying that, you know, he started out slow and and uh, Brandon Graham didn't have the injuries that Derek Barnett has had mm-hmm. over the time that he's been on his rookie contract. But we almost lost Brandon Graham after his fifth year option to yeah. the Giants. And I was going to cry because he had had some success in his fifth year. And I was like, oh, my God, we shouldn't lose him. We should pay him. And then he just took off. Like, after his rookie contract was over, like, he had developed into this crazy uh, pass rush, um, run-stopping machine. And I see those flashes from Derek Barnett. So giving up on him would be... A bad idea, in my opinion. I think that he shows a lot of potential. So I'm, I'm going to put him in potential Pro Bowl. Uh, I'm going to speak it into existence. I, I, I can agree with that. that. I think a lot of players, a lot of youth, have shown flashes. It's just been the injuries, and he's been one of them as well. So, yep. I, can, so I, I can agree with that. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he stays healthy. I'm hoping we see a lot of this roster stay healthy because that could be a huge yes. change to what we've seen over yes. the past few years. Um, and the other guy is Miles Sanders. Mm, if okay. you look at what Sir- if you look at what Sirianni did with the Colts offense last year, um, Jonathan Taylor was phenomenal. I think that Sanders was underused. I think his injuries were a concern, mm-hmm. so they kind of backed off him a lot of times, uh, and they feared that they would further injure him. So if he can get right off on this offseason – I'm so excited to see what he can do in Sirianni's offense and what we're able to uh, accomplish with that double threat in the backfield with him and Jalen Hurts. Because you saw in that Saints game, they were yeah, running like crazy yeah, on the Saints. The, and that was a good defense. They were defense at that time, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So if you have 
if you have that dual threat, and I think that's what Wentz had before the mm-hmm. ACL injury, if you have that dual threat of a running quarterback, your O-line and your run game can open up so much of the offense. And it, it could be really dynamic if we have this guy like Sirianni who understands wide receivers mm-hmm. so well, really has come on strong as a guy who um, creates these special routes for his guys like they're talking about all these different things that he does to help them mm-hmm. with their game, like Pittman and Pascal and T.Y. Hilton. We're all talking about, you know, how great he was for them. You know, if he's able to help these wide receivers get open, that opens up the run game. Right. Like, let's do I, it. I think also. So those yeah, are my at, two. Touching on, add some, I'm going to add something to that, that Miles, that Miles Sanders uh, choice. If you look at the, the, the trend of the league, you look at – it's, remember how they said it was a passing league at one point? But now you yeah. look at all the big teams, they run the ball. And it's not mm-hmm. just one back. The trend of the league that I'm seeing, um, Jamal Williams and uh, uh, I forgot the other guy, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. You look at uh, Kamara yep. and Mark Ingram at one point. You look at Rojo and Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. Um, the trend of the league, you're running by committee. San, San Francisco, Definitely. Mostert, and those guys. Jonathan Taylor and those guys. So I th- I think I think that yep. that is a very good pick, and I think Miles Sanders can benefit from having uh, a, a, another young back. My my pick, second round, Najee Good, if possible. Um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like uh, You know, just to help him out because I think we need I think we need that that bruiser. I think we need that 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 versatile back. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that, Kels. I, I respect uh, all of the things that you added to my point to make it even yeah. stronger. So we're going to go with that. I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, young talent on this team that isn't getting a lot of right. recognition at this point because the team had been playing so poorly last year. But new regime, new coaching staff, yes. new schemes, lots of new changes come into this group. So, you know, we're going to push refresh and we're going to hope that they get their fair share of, uh, you know, snaps and prove themselves, you know, in this new offense. So let's see it, you know, let's prove it. Um, One guy that I wanted to see prove it um, is Jalen Hurts. Um, I've been saying on Twitter that I would love the 2021 season to be his Mm -hmm. prove it year. Um, where we don't take a quarterback in the first round this year, even though we have the sixth pick, and that seems to be uh, what some people are mocking quarterbacks to us for. I'm like, no, no, no. I wanna, I wanna see Jalen Hurts. I wanna see him prove himself. So, what would Hurts proving himself look like to you next year if he was given the chance to prove himself? What would that look like? Uh, to you? For one, following the trend of what I've been saying uh, this whole recording to have a GM that fully supports and drafts smart to, 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 to yep. bring in weapons that'll help him. Um, I think that I'm a big believer in a quarterback growing up with a wide receiver. Um, if you go back to when uh, Joe Flacco was drafted, Torrey Smith was drafted that same year. If you go back to that same draft, Matt Ryan was drafted. Um, but the following year, they gave it the house for Julio Jones. Um, I just believe that every quarterback needs that one receiver that can just grow grow with them and develop that chemistry. We saw it with Watson and D-Hop. Um, uh, uh, I think the first – you saw it even with 
Eli, unfortunately, but when he had uh, Victor Cruz, when he had Odell, Steve Smith, like that's the one thing that we didn't see from Carson Wentz. He didn't have that one receiver that he could grow with in order to benefit and, and develop that rapport with. So I think that weapons and even drafting a young running back, I mean, Another young running back, Miles is what his third year in, I believe. And you bring another guy in that's his first year, yes. And then you bring in, let's say, a Jamar Chase, a Jalen Waddle, a Devontae Smith. Why not? I mean, I know a lot of people are going to say Kyle Pitts. I'm just going to keep it real. I don't think we need a tight end. I just think we need somebody, uh, a long-term wide receiver. It's usually you hear stereotypically quarterback to wide receiver, quarterback to wide receiver, quarterback to wide receiver, unless you're Tom Brady and Gronk. So I think it's, yeah. it's it's going to take a lot of backing from the front office and trust in him and let him um, and, and and just be smart about your picks and who you bring around him. You know what I mean? And and trust in yeah. whatever uh Nick Sirianni preaches, trust in what his what what he believes in in, in his in I guess his uh his theories, uh his coaching style. Like if you if he's a coach that's gonna run the ball, all right, what you gonna bring in? You bring in offensive linemen, you bring in running backs, you know what I mean? If you if he's gonna be pass heavy, you bring in weapons for him to throw to. You know what I mean? It's just it's common sense. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like common sense to one man that we needed yeah, to be common and sense And that's the hard for, part so. because I work a regular job, you work a regular job, but we see what it is. And it's like we see across the league. You look at Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's 47 years old. He pretty much went to the locker room and said, hey, I'll take a pay cut if the rest of you take a pay cut. And if the rest of you take a pay cut, we can bring another person in, uh, maybe a Odell Beckham or Galladay or whoever to help us mm-hmm. win. We're just trying to win. The goal is to win a ring. It's not to stats and this, right. that, and the other. Like, I think a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has made a lot of sacrifices just to win. And you see it's evident right now. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So it's just like, I think yeah. it needs to be that same type of, not, you know, take money away from Jalen Hurts, but just spend your money very, very wisely, like in real life. You're not going to buy the shitty house. You're going to buy the house that fits you and your family. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I, I'm totally with you. I think that the best way to prove himself is to have the pieces around him to yes. allow him to do that. I think next year might be a difficult season mm-hmm. because maybe we're not going to be as competitive of, as we would yes. be in other years. So the picture of him being successful may not be right. all these wins, you know, but a quarterback's stats should never be about win loss column. I've said right. that a billion times, but. You know, people will paint that picture. Oh, he didn't win. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Well, let's just give him the best chance to succeed. And I will feel good about what the end product is because we'll see if the Mm O-line was holding up for him, if the wide receivers were dropping passes, all these things that have been excuses before. We don't want to see the Eagles be this quarterback factory to doom. Like, don't fail these guys. Make them make them feel like they are the priority of the team because right. they have to lead it. Oh. So oh, I'll get off my soapbox, but I do <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk to you about one thing that came up on Twitter 
on Monday, which was mm-hmm. when we were recording this. But um, so I was talking to a Washington mm-hmm. football fan who was talking about how he was sad that Ryan Kerrigan was leaving or potentially mm-hmm. leaving to go to the Colts. And I just replied to his tweet like literally thought about it for about mm-hmm. five seconds and was like, oh, well, that makes a – he would be a good fit for the Colts. Um, he tortured Lane Johnson yeah. for years. So, you know, later on in the day, Lane Johnson saw it because he probably searched his name <laughs> and was like, what tape are you watching? So, you know, I kind of doubled down <laughs> on him and I was like, you know what, like, Ryan Kerrigan played really well against us over the years. And in my defense, I ignore, I tried to not remember that he had so many games suspended from the team. So when I reflect back on Ryan Kerrigan's career, I don't think about Lane being injured and missing those games or being suspended and missing those games. So I doubled down on it. And then people were like, no, he was not playing those games that you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, my bad, Lane. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I have to apologize to you, I guess, because, you know, like there's some things that you actually think about and like type out and like actually like have references to. I literally thought about this for about five seconds. Didn't think anybody else was even going to look at it. And it became the talk of Twitter for like all of the day. <laughs> so I have to apologize to Lane Johnson because even though I doubled down for a minute, I was wrong. He's probably only given up one sack to Ryan Kerrigan over the course of his career, which is fantastic. Ryan Kerrigan, I hope you go to another team so I don't have to hear about this every single time you play the Eagles. But I know it's going to happen probably, so I'll just well, live you know with I it, live I guess. down here in Washington football team country. And I know you do. Of course, <laughs> it, it it plays on my psyche as well. When I saw the tweet, I'm like, "Oh, okay, what's going on here? You must have name searched your name, brother. Like, what's what's, what's going on?" But I I can yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, I can understand why you said what you said because it has been several games where he might have been injured or he might have been suspended because there was the one big. Yeah, and I'm not even thinking about right. that. So I'm like, Lane Johnson's on his side. And Lane I think Johnson's that was what Carson's right first year, so. I believe, when Lane got suspended. Yes. And I think we played them the yep. fourth or fifth game, and Lane was suspended. The first day of that suspension was that exact game, and that was the game that he ripped Carson's jersey. Lane, yeah, Lane wasn't there. Yep. I mean, yeah, I have I have flashbacks to like Ryan Kerrigan destroying our O line. And I shouldn't have pointed out Lane Johnson specifically. So I will at least take good. a loss for that. I, I, it, you know, I'm not perfect. Hey, I look, never claimed to be. I can dish it out, though. Like, if I dish it out, I have to be right, able to take it. In your defense, you actually did apologize. And you actually did say, hey, yeah. I didn't mean to put it out here like this. But this is what it was. So it's all good. Yeah. So just don't talk to – this is the moral of the story. Don't talk to rival fans. So, about Some anything. Of us don't have a about anything. I know. Well, I mean, just don't do it because if you name somebody, you're in trouble. Uh, anyway, that was that was yes. the fun of today. So uh, that's all we have for today. <laughs> there, there shouldn't be anything more that happens today, unless the Eagles want to decide to sign somebody in free agency yes. and take the heat off of me. That would be great. I would love that. 
Um, thank you so much, BG, for coming on to the show today. Listeners, please go check out his Twitter. He has great tweets, great takes, looks about the team in a productive way. He's not crazy about these hot takes. He says what's on his mind, and it's usually a pretty good take on, like, someone on this <laughs> podcast right now. Uh <laughs> As always, please subscribe to the Eagles Brawl podcast for more episodes of my show and fly, Eagles, fly. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.